coming to you live in a world where there may not be college football. Yeah, you may have to pinch yourself. You are still breathing. I know, we're in shock. But, we got all the breaking news for you on your favorite podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your host Braxton Pope and Matt Marks. I can't picture my life without college football. Especially being a Midwestern Southerner, I can't picture a day or a season, a fall, no fall, no tailgating, no college football. That's a world we do not want to live in. Well, Braxton, it is. Uh, we we've come to this point. We're getting. We got sports back, right? We got sports back, but now we're at this point where we may be losing it again. And coronavirus is not going away. It's still here. We've said that now for how many months? Five now. Is that where we're at? Um, yeah. So did you see the news today? What news? The news that broke, I mean, really within the last hour and a half. I saw, I did see uh, Big Ten may not have a um, season. And we're still waiting to hear what's going on there. But the Mountain West Conference is the latest conference to say we are not playing in the fall. Now, I think they are trying to see maybe in the spring, but they have canceled their fall season. Oh, with, I was hoping for a season, but you had the Mac cancel last week, and you got the Mountain West Today, there's no way we have football. There, I'm hopeful, but there is no way if you get rid of two FBS um, conferences, just um, scrapping football this year, I don't see a way Power 5 goes through anymore. Well, you know, if, if Big Ten goes, you've got a group of five teams uh, that are now saying, you know, they're not playing. The more and more teams that come up, who's going to be left, right? There's going to be no one left to play football. And you're seeing this divide now between the Power 5s. You've got the Big Ten, who's siding with Pac-12, saying that's not going to happen. You've got the ACC and SEC, who are still saying, we're going to power through this. We want college football. And then you've got our favorite, the Big 12, who is kind of in the center of all this. The Big 12 can kind of dictate, maybe, if college football can still happen, right? So, Braxton, I want to ask you, if for some reason... Big Ten says, I mean, if Big Ten does make the decision, they say, no, we're not playing or at all, maybe not even the spring. Pac-12 does the same, but then you got a couple of teams that, that were in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 that said, you know, I don't agree with what our conference is saying. We want to play. What team should the Big 12 say, we'll take you? Well, Nebraska and Iowa came out today and said, or uh, Nebraska, Scott Frost said, we will play anywhere and anytime. So, Scott Frost Nebraska, welcome back to the Big 12. You're coming home. Um, but, yeah, you had a, according to Dan Patrick, you had 12 out of 14 Big Ten presidents uh, vote against the season, uh, Iowa-Nebraska being the two um, opposite votes. But, yeah, adding Iowa-Nebraska to the Big 12, I, I would be down for that. Uh, bring back that um, OU-Nebraska rivalry. But oh, it's going to be an interesting week. I think um, Pat. Uh, Patrick said Big Ten will um, vote to cancel maybe tomorrow, Tuesday. So it, it's going to be an interesting um, week, maybe a heartbreaking week for all of us um, college football fans. Yeah, it's tough news, but I agree with you on that. I would love to see Nebraska and Iowa in the Big 12 because you do have that OU-Nebraska rivalry again. And then you get Iowa and Iowa State can keep their rivalry game going on because it was going to be canceled this year. So then you get yeah. to keep that in-state rivalry. And it'd be kind of fun. I saw someone tweet out a Big 12 North and a Big 12 South. 
I thought, okay, you know, let's bring back these divisions. Back. I mean, this could be changing the landscape of college sports here with this coronavirus and changing the conferences. I, I'm all for some of these conference realignment, for, especially for teams that want to play. I mean, we know the players want. Trevor Lawrence and the team of his team of student-athletes all across the nation, he got on board to say, we want to play. It so is, let them play. Yeah. It's funny he's the one advocating for all these athletes because that, could, that dude could sit out this season and still go number one in the next season. But isn't it funny, Matt? Everyone knew, everyone thought, oh, after the Big 12 contract's up, they're going to Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten. They're all spreading out. But now we may be adding to – we may be going back to 12 teams, so that could be fun. Well, look, I mean, it could be the Big 12, the Big 20, the Big 40. It could be everyone that just wants to play football. That could be the new conference, Braxton. Forget the Big 12. It's Big Football Conference. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, my, Matt, everyone. My, my problem with this, they, they just went to conference only last week. So what, what's the rush right now to scrap the season? Um, I, the conference only, in my opinion, we haven't talked about – or we did talk about this, but it was stupid. Um, you've, you canceled, what, Clemson and South Carolina, even though they're closer than uh, Clemson going to um, Pittsburgh or whatever. And then you got Iowa, Iowa State canceling, and Iowa State's got to go down to Austin and play or something like that. Uh, but I, I just – it doesn't make any sense why I scrapped the season right now uh, when you have colleges actually not having COVID tests or um, positive COVID tests with their players um, right now. Uh, I, I don't think they should cancel the season yet. Uh, students are coming back this week uh, starting tomorrow um, across the um, country. So I think you wait a few more weeks, see what happens there, see what happens when those student athletes start to mingle with uh, those non-athletes and go from there, but I think it is too soon to cancel right now. I mean, I'm all for student safety, but um, Trevor Lawrence did say these athletes are more protected um, if they um, have the season because they're tested regularly and they are kept in isolation. Um, so there's that for the athletes, keep them healthy. But if they're not, if there's no season, they're just an ordinary student now. That's so. right. You know, coaching staffs across the country have done a great job keeping student athletes, like you said, keeping them healthy and uh, testing them daily or weekly, however that's been. Um, you've got some instances of, of athletes or just maybe just students, you know, going out and partying like Louisville, you know, just going out and then causing, you know, a mini hot spot in their area. But, you know, I really give props, and we've seen this. Sports Illustrated even had an article about OU's Lincoln Riley. He has been kind of the face of college coaches. I mean, he understands the risks. He's he, and he's, he understands what they need to do to protect their student-athletes and their coaching staff, and he's doing it right. He's doing everything by the book, listening to doctors, listening to staff, and seeing what they need to do. Uh, but props to Lincoln Riley, man. Yeah, he got a lot of criticism when he first um, said push back the season or push back players coming back, um, but he has done great. They haven't had a positive test in, what, three weeks now? Yeah, something like that been great so Lincoln Riley is the face of keeping every um, keeping his athletes safe so Matt you got anything else for college football you know I uh, I think we've talked about enough of that I don't have anything else I'm sure tomorrow they will cancel a Big Ten but I, I think they should wait I I'm an advocate for that health um, staying healthy but you gotta wait a little bit you gotta wait hi Braxton so you ready to move on to a little uh, baseball 
I, I guess. I guess we'll talk some boring old baseball. I know, I know. Your favorite <laughs> thing. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today. It would not be a baseball segment without bringing America's least favorite team in the conversation, the Houston Astros. So did you see, Braxton, what happened on Sunday? I, I did see the fight between um, the players and the first base coach. Yeah. Why is your first base coach barking at a player who just got hit? So anybody right now, if, if you're watching, listening to this podcast right now, and you got your phone or another device to watch the video, watch it with me. I'm going to break it down real quick as we're talking. So Ramon Laureano, the outfielder for the Oakland Athletics, has been hit three times during this series with the Houston Astros. I Not once. Know. Not twice, hit three times. So as he goes down to first base on Sunday, you look over in the dugout, and Alex Centron, the first base coach for, or yeah, I think first base coach, or just you know, coach, hit, oh, hitting coach, base. sorry, hitting, hitting coach, coach, hitting, hitting coach, Alex Centron, starts mouthing off to Loriana. Now it was reported today by Jeff Passan of ESPN that Centron made a derogatory comment about Loriano's mom. That never goes well. Is this middle school or something? Your mom jokes don't go well as you get older. That's okay? a grown man making that joke, yeah. too. Wow. So you look over, and Loriano starts charging for Centron. Well, okay, Centron says, I'm going to hide. And yeah. so he hides behind all his players. That's not a great move. That's really uh, yeah, yeah. If you're going to start the fight, yeah. man, finish it. Don't hide behind your um, players. Come on. So... They, they're a whole brawl that breaks out. Well, Braxton, in a normal year, this would be great entertainment. I mean, it's great entertainment. It Don't was get me great. wrong. It it's was great good. entertainment. But in a normal year, okay, you're going to get some suspensions. But players kind of forget that we're dealing with COVID. And there's rules in place that say, one, you don't get close to people during the game. I'm sure, I, you know, I have to look back at the video. There, I'm sure there had to be someone not wearing a mask. But I have to go back and look. I'm not 100% sure. And so they broke so many rules during this brawl. So suspensions are forthcoming. And they could be very severe penalties. They're not going to prorate and, and try to you know, minimize any suspensions because of a shortened season. If you were going to be suspended 30 games, you know, I mean, that's outlandish. But 30 that's a games, lot for that. you know, but just say 30 games in a normal season, yeah. you'll be suspended 30 games this season. So they're not going to change that. So. This just, I mean, again, it's Houston. Houston's get. Yeah, Houston, just, yeah. they just need to ban them from the season, man. Get rid of Houston. They're not doing good. They're, what, 6-9? and nine. I, mean, I mean, it's hard to win when you don't know what pitch is coming. So, I, seeing what they're doing this year, um, there's no way you can say, oh, they didn't cheat the last few years. It, they have all that talent, and they're still doing, they're doing awful compared to these last few years when they were getting these pitches. Well, okay, look, I... I they did cheat in 2017, and I look. I don't. There's no evidence to say they've been cheating in 2018 or 2019. Okay, we can speculate because people have been hitting so poorly. We have a couple of stars in the league: Christian Yelich, Ronald Acuna Jr. that have struggled out the gate. So just because a couple of stars for the Astros are struggling, okay, you may want to you may want to believe it. Now Correa's off to a good start. He's hitting like three something. He's off to a good start. But Springer. Bregman, Altuve, uh, Springer and Altuve are hitting 182 coming into tonight's game. Bregman at 219. They're hitting very poorly. They've committed some errors. This is a team that's lost five games in a row. They're 6-9 and nine on the season. They're not even in the playoff picture as we speak. But they're also dealing with injuries. So we lost Verlander, 
not we, I'm sorry, they <laughs> lost Verlander. I'm not affiliated. They lost Verlander to a forearm injury. Osuna's got Tommy John surgery. He was their closer. Brad Peacock in the bullpen has a shoulder injury. Jordan Alvarez, their DH, is not in. He's come back from some injury. A reliever Chris Davinsky coming back from another injury. The Astros have been in the news not only, I mean, 2020 has been probably their worst nightmare for the Astros, okay? You've got them, the, the scandal that gets broke, the breaking news, and here's all that comes out of that. And then early on this season, Astros and Dodgers. Dodgers swept the Astros. And here comes Joe Kelly. He becomes a sensation on Twitter and social media. Everyone loves Joe Kelly. The face he made, the little, eh, you know. <laughs> To the to the sticking his tongue to, out, to pouty things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He became a meme, and now the Astros, Loriano, who is now gonna be like, yeah, I mean, really, he has a right because he got hit three times in the series. You know, got yeah. hit three times three, in the that's series. That's not a coincidence. Man. And then if Centron, what was said about his mom is true, I mean, of course Centron declined, just says, you know, yeah. he says, oh, I didn't say that, you know. But if that's true, that's pretty bad. Astros are dirty, man. They're dirty. That's pretty bad. So I have a question to ask you. Thinking about the Astros, Braxton, and I'm sorry, i got to take a little jab at your Yankees here. So where would the Houston Astros rank in villains in the sports world? So everyone calls the Yankees the evil empire because they win a lot and they've got all this money and all this, but you've got a hate, hatred between the Yankees and Red Sox. They absolutely hate each other. People hate Duke because they've been great at basketball or Nick Saban in Alabama. They hate them or Golden State, or even the Lakers when they were just getting wins and wins and championships. So where would Houston rank in this all-time like sports villain role? They've, they've got to be up there. I mean, I never hated the Astros until um, even though the Yankees and Astros went back a couple times, but until they started um, getting allegations of cheating. So I mean, and it, it's brought fans of non-MLB um, fans and people who don't watch MLB just together to just hate the Astros. And every single organization hates them right now. I, they're, all, they're all throwing at them. They're all picking fights with them. Um, they're all calling them out. Um, all sports, even other sports um, players and fans are calling them out. So they're up there for sure um, with Golden State, man. We all hate Golden State. But that's because Kevin Durant. That's true. Kevin Durant really ruined yeah. a lot of things, didn't Draymond he? Draymond and K- KD ruined everything. Yeah. For them. Yeah, Astros are definitely up there. They they are just so unlikable. It, we are all enjoying um, Astros having a terrible season. But, yeah, you got Rob Lowe wearing a Houston Asterix hat. Um, on I almost the, bought a hat. Not going to lie. Yeah. I almost bought a hat or a T-shirt. On the Joe Rogan experience. So, I mean, you got people from all over, um, backgrounds, and people who don't watch sports, people who do. Just hating the Astros and pulling, yeah, pulling on all these reporters, just trashing them. Yeah. Well, okay, so you put them pretty high up there. You, that's kind of where you're saying you kind of put them up there. All time or last decade? I mean, you would, in the last decade, you'd probably, where would you put them? That's tough. We asked the tough uh, questions. Last decade, top, top ten. So, I mean, it's still baseball. Not everyone cares about it. So you put them top ten. Top ten. as a sports villain. That's something we should put on our uh, Twitter yeah. account see what other people say. Because, yeah, Houston obviously in 2020 has been up in the forefront. 
um, and maybe overshadowing the Yankees a little bit or Red, you know Red Sox, uh, Yankees. Um, do, you have, do you have them in your top five? I mean, right now, yes. I mean, they are. I mean, I, I mean, players and fans are uniting against Houston, against the Astros. I shouldn't say the city of Houston. Uh, your good news right now for you, Houston. I mean, you got the Houston Rockets. Everyone loves them right now. Uh, then true. you go down the street or wherever far they are, you go to Houston Astros. And uh, um, honestly, I probably would look better if they just put trash cans outside um, <laughs> because obviously they need it. They, they're losing five in a row. I mean, uh, maybe people sitting in their cars banging cans. I don't know. But, um, yeah. So let's talk other baseball. Or Do you have any other things about Astros you want to add? Nothing else. Nothing else. Just hope the fights keep coming. They're well, enjoyable. We'll see what happens. Uh, We've got Dodgers and A's are already uh, taking it out with Houston. So MLB standings today. So if the playoffs were happening today, remember we got a new structure. So there's eight per league. Okay. So we've got eight um, in the in the American League East, American League East, in the American League, and then eight in the West and instead of five per league now. So right now, here's the teams that would be going to the playoffs if it was today. The Yankees sit on top of the East at ten and six. The Twins are also 10-6. and six. They'd be in the Central and in the West. Oakland 12-4 and four with a nine-game winning streak. They are the hottest team in baseball right now. Baltimore, because now each division is going to take the second-place teams. So Baltimore in the AL East is 7-7. Seven and seven. Detroit 8-5. and five. Texas 6-8. and eight. Your Rangers are maybe going to make the playoffs. Are second right Uh-oh. now. I know. I'm loving it. Three days ago, they wouldn't be, but they got a sweep. And then Cleveland at 9-7, Chicago 8-7 as well. Um, rounding out, those will be the eight teams. In the National League, in the East, Atlanta 11-6, Chicago. So maybe i got to issue a little apology to a good friend of yours, you know, ours, and I've met, you know, we've talked at tailgates and things like Barry. I'm sorry, man. Well, we uh, are sorry. We are sorry. <laughs> Your Cubs have surprised all of us. Um, I mean, my Cardinals can't win because they can't play. <laughs> they played, what, four games? Right now, they've only played five games this season. So how can I how can I be right on my Cardinals pick when they're not even allowed to play? We'll see how they you know they're gonna have to get those games in at some point. Maybe this week again. Their their series this week was suspended, so maybe by the end of the week they'll play. I don't know. I'm I'm dumping Uh, the Cardinals and I'm hopping on the Cubs. I'm doing it. The Cardinals can't even play. They're they're gonna play like (laughs) twenty games this year, if that. So um. Yeah, Barry, I'm sorry about that. We'll give you credit right now. I mean, they are 10-3. and three. If they go on a losing streak, we are going to be right. Yeah. But right now, uh, we'll give some love. Colorado 11-4, Miami 7-3. Miami. Miami. Can we just hold up? We just said Miami is over 500, and they're 7-3. Hey, Derek wow. Jeter's the GOAT, man. Knows how to pick that team. But <laughs> that is shocking. Miami Marlins. Oh, Miami had half their team with COVID. Yep. They had overall half their team. And they've done well. Um, Milwaukee six and seven, Dodgers eleven five, San Diego nine and seven, and then right now the Reds and Mets are tied at seven and nine. One of those teams would be in it. And as you as we, you know, you mentioned Cardinals have only played five games due to COVID. Um, so you look at the NL Central and it looks really whack because they've only they're two and three. Um, over this weekend, Sunday, Ronald Acuna Jr., who's been off to a slow start, hit three home runs against Philadelphia. Woo! Three home runs. And did you see over the weekend the no-hit bid that got broken up due I mean, to... Uh, it was six innings, so, I mean, it wasn't deep. But it was a, but it was a no-hit bid. See, I, I saw on Twitter someone pointed out, um, what, what's the pinner's name? Sweet Queed? How do you say Johnny his name? Johnny Cueto. Quaid, Quaido. Yeah, Johnny so, Cueto. 
I I hate his pitching stance or whatever he does. He does a little he's got a fake. He does delivery. a little fake. Oh my! They need to make him stop doing that because isn't that a balk? Like every not time. Not the way he does it. No. Every time. No. But so when he throws that pitch and whoever hit it um, up in the air, he immediately points up straight up. So like a routine um, fly ball coming in shallow field, and you got um, Pence way out in what is he left field? Left field yeah, yeah, left field coming up because he's pointing straight and up the in the sky. Yeah. Him, yeah, he pointed straight up like it was coming in the shallow infield. So it's a tough way to lose, though. A tough way to lose a, a no hit bid, though, right there. I mean, it. I mean, just. I mean, really. I mean, even if he, you know, I mean, he misplayed it. Don't Hunter point Pence up, apologized. Plato. He apologized on Twitter. Felt really bad, but fans got behind him. Um, but yeah, it's just a tough way to lose a no no. You know, so. Anything else you got on baseball? Nothing else on baseball. Go Yankees. Chase for 28. Thank you for Garrett Cole. Okay, there we go. Hey, let's talk about NBA. So, the bubble. The bubble's been really well. It's TJ Warren. TJ oh Warren. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he has become a wow. whole new player. Um, yeah. They got him for like a few dollars, I think. Just a, It was some cash consideration. So, um, he is balling out in the bubble. That bubble is weird. You got the Suns. Um, they win today. Matt, guess the record in the bubble. They're undefeated. 6-0. and oh. They are undefeated. Baby. The Suns. The Phoenix Suns. Longest win streak since 2014. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? I mean, this has played really well. And they are a team that is on the cusp of trying to get to a playoff spot, Braxton. They're one and a half backers. Um, They're one and a half back out of the eight team. Yeah. Right now, they, yeah, they are. Um, one and a half back. They, well, they are. Are they moving up now? They are only a game back. Now. Oh, wow. Oh, I looked yeah. this before they won. Yeah, they've got. I mean, well, let's just talk about that where we're at right now. So Memphis currently has the eight seed. They're thirty-three and thirty-eight. Portland thirty-three and thirty-nine, half game out, and then a game back are the Spurs and Suns. I mean. These are the only teams left. The Pelicans and Kings were both eliminated in the past couple of days, so see ya. Okay. Bye, Zion. Miss yeah. you. Yeah, so ESPN or whatever, the league trying to get Zion in the playoffs, really backfired um, because they're 4-6 and six in their last, ten, obviously, last 10 games dating back to games played in March. Um, so Blazers are a half game back, and San Antonio is still one game back? Yes. So they're going to have a play-in. There, I mean, that it is, is not guarantee there's going to be a play-in, but what two teams? Remember, it's the 8 versus the 9. So it's not just all four teams are going to get this little tournament. It's just going to be the eight versus the nine. The eight has to win one game. The nine have to sweep this two-game series to, to move into that eight spot and get into the playoffs. Um, I think Blazers have a pretty easy schedule. I think they play the Mavs and the Nets to finish, and then Memphis plays the Bucks and uh, someone else. I really think the Blazers have the best chance of the group, I mean, to be honest, because the Blazers – have been a hot team. Um, they've got a healthy team also. But the Suns have been the hottest team in the bubble. And I'm going to pull this up real quick as we're talking. Looking at Phoenix, Phoenix's last couple of games that they've got. Um, and, and let's just kind of go through this real quick. I know we didn't put this on our little script. I'm going impromptu, but we're going to talk about it here. So the last two games, for they're, they're playing tomorrow and Thursday if you're the Phoenix Suns. They're playing Philadelphia. But I just saw on Twitter today, and I, I believe this is—I believe I saw this correctly—Joel Embiid is not going to play tomorrow versus the versus the Suns. Suns. Suns got a good chance. And Ben Simmons is out, and so ben that's Simmons that's a dub. Out. That's that a dub. And then Thursday night they are playing against Luca and Porzingis and the Mavericks, um, and that could be a game they may have to go undefeated really to get their chance. So. 
That's the sun schedule. How you feel about you know Philly and feel pretty good. Feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I mean, they beat the Clippers. They beat the Thunder. They should beat the Thunder by like thirty tonight. Um, and they've beaten two other great teams. Uh, but yeah, Portland. The, the, I think they're gonna get it. I think if if there's a play in and Portland's the nine seed, Portland will get it. I mean, Memphis is just trying to hang on. I mean, that's the point. And they and they have not done a good job. Um, you know, Memphis. Lost their last game. They've lost three or four they, so they're far. They're three and seven in three their last ten. Obviously, going back to games played in March. Let's take a look at their sla- the last two games they've got on their schedule, and they've got a game tomorrow night against Houston. Houston, oof. that's going to be tough. This is the Grizzlies. This is the Grizzlies, and then they're at Utah. They can maybe beat oh. Utah, but Houston is. I don't see them beating Houston. Ouch. I'm sorry. This is not the Grizzlies. This is not the Grizzlies. Backtrack on that. This is the Spurs. Okay. I'm going up the chain. Sorry. Okay. This is San Antonio. They've got Houston tomorrow. Yeah. They're not beating the Rockets and then they've got Rockets the Jazz. And the Jazz no. Unless Donovan Mitchell sits again. Yeah. I, I think I think they uh, I think they can beat the Jazz maybe. Spurs can. I don't see them beating James Harden. No. And if you know, and, and, and Westbrook. Houston, if Westbrook's back. Um. But yeah, I'm trying to pull up these other stats. So we've got Portland also in the mix, as we've talked about. And Portland, they are, like we said, only half game back. They do have Dallas tomorrow. And then they finish off their season. I think it's with the Nets. With the Nets, I believe you're correct. Um, yeah, how do you feel about that? They're going to beat the Nets. And they should. They, they might win tomorrow. Nets on Thursday, yeah. They they could easily beat the Mavs, especially since the Mavs or the Mavs are one and a half back, I believe, of the sixth seed. So we'll see how if they want to either play the Clippers or the Nuggets first round. Yeah, and, and honestly, with a couple of luck going the Mavericks' way, the Mavericks could pull out and get out of the seventh seed. It's going to take some help. They can't do it on their own, but um, there could be a couple of changes. That's for sure. That's going to be something to watch. Memphis plays Boston tomorrow night, and then Milwaukee on Thursday. Could beat Boston. Uh, I, I, think, so I think they. I think. I think they could beat Milwaukee, not Boston. I think Memphis is about to lose it these last two games. Wouldn't be surprised, and it's gonna be sad seeing Jaw maybe not get that playoff berth after them having it for so long. I mean, that's a tough, a tough schedule right now. So let's talk the standings because when we're looking at what this playoff bracket would look like, um, if if it was today, we would have the Lakers playing Memphis, have that eight seed. Clippers, Mavs, Nuggets, Jazz, Houston, and Oklahoma City. This is a matchup I would love to see. I don't want to see that matchup for five straight years. <laughs> it <laughs> always seen, seems we've like seen it, it is, every right? year. It's always seems it, but that have Russ and Harden go against their former team. Um, you know, Thunder had a miserable loss today against the Suns. We mentioned that. That's, that's that was pretty rough for them. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'd go Laker. The winners would be Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and I'm going Houston. Yeah, so you're just going the top four. Houston's five, aren't they? Houston's the four seed right now. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, Oklahoma City with their loss they did moves switch. a game and a half or uh, uh, oh, so they a just game and a half back. Yeah, one and a half games back. Um, you you have right now. I mean, the Lakers they got the one seed. Clippers have the two. If Nuggets are only a game back from the, the Clippers for that oof. two seed. Rockets are a game and a half back from Denver. Thunder are a game and a half back for the Rockets. The Jazz are a half game back from the Thunder. See, as a Nuggets fan, I'd rather. Actually, as any fan, I think I'd rather face the Jazz and the Clippers. I mean, than the uh, Mavericks. 
Um, I think the Jazz are the weakest um, team, one through seven right now. I agree. I think the Jazz are the weakest um, of all. And you know, who's even though Donovan Mitchell can go off, oh, he can which go he off. did. Yeah, 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 he can definitely go off. But the Jazz are the weakest team, and uh, I would also say too, the Lakers have played very poorly. Um, they have also lost three in a row. Now, of course. They are the one seed, Anthony Davis and LeBron, when they're both playing. I mean, that team is very tough. Yeah. But they have not played great either. We did see after they got that win versus the Clippers, and then they played that other game as they clin- when they clinched the one seed. They, it just not has not been well for them. So we're, we'll see if it's just, oh, we don't care to play. We got the one seed. doesn't matter. Or if it's actual um, team bonding and team chemistry. Yeah. Um, and then real quick, too, on the East – there's not much to talk about. I mean, every everyone's locked. Washington got eliminated. They shouldn't have been there in the first place, <laughs> but they got eliminated. And, uh, it, you know, it'll be Milwaukee and Orlando right now, Toronto and the Nets. And then this is where it gets – you got Boston, who could play the 76ers or maybe Pacers or Miami. They're all so close. And then Miami Pacers for that 4-5. So what's Boston? Three seed? Boston's the three seed, and they're going to have – they're going to be the three seed. That's, that's, a, that's a given. Um, they can't fall and they can't gain. Any Milwaukee's got theirs locked up. So the one, two, three are locked. The four, five, and six could interchange. Um, so that, it could be who you know, does Boston match up better? They want Philly, do they want Miami, do they want the Pacers? That Boston Toronto series is gonna be good. I'm already seeing that they're gonna get past past the first round and it'll be one of those um, taking on Milwaukee. Question is, do you think the Nets or Magic can make their series even interesting? Playing mm-hmm. Milwaukee or Toronto. I mean they're the seven eight seed. They're the they're the two teams that are under five hundred that are in the East. So it's in the playoffs. So who's seven? Seven is Nets. Nets eight Orlando. is Magic. Uh, Magic can no. I mean, you think Brooklyn, the Magic can beat the Bucks in one in any game? No. You think? I think the Nets can get one or two against the Raptors, but I don't think the Magic will get uh, one against the Bucks. They could sneak out. Anything can happen in the playoffs or in the NBA any given night. So. I don't think they get a game, though. Yeah. Okay, so another thing for us, real quick to wrap up NBA. You see Draymond Green in his comments. You hear about it? He said he got fined 50 k for tampering. Keep course. your mouth yeah. closed, bro. But this is what I was saying. You know, he was on, he's on uh, TNT. He's an analyst. He's done pretty good. Yeah, he has. But, you know, he's going to talk about players. So why would you fine him for tampering? I mean, he's an analyst. He's going to give his commentary. And he's right. Devin Booker should get out of Phoenix. He'd probably do better elsewhere. Now, they've won six in a row. But before all this bubble, I would have said get him off that team. Phoenix is not worth anything. That, but maybe they're proving me wrong. That's what I would have said. But now I'm thinking, why why leave? You're 6-0 and right now. You got you don't even have Aiton, DeAndre Aiden. Um, he's he's going to be a stud. So when he comes back, which I think he is, um, next game or so. But you got Monty Williams. Um, as the coach, um, they're, they're doing good. They're they're young. They're about to make the playoffs, maybe. They have a chance for the first time in who knows how long, like a decade. So, I mean, right now, keep Devin Booker where he is. If you would have said this last year, yeah, for sure. Last few years, for sure. But things may be trending upward. Uh, maybe get um, a star player. Maybe someone just pops off. Um, unexpected. Um, a new uh, young star they have. Um, anything can happen, like we're seeing with T.J. Warren. Maybe they get a backup player um, to Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. 
Uh, I'd say keep him there right now. He's getting hot. They're 6-0 in the bubble, playing good teams. They don't have a weak schedule. Uh, so keep Devin Booker where he is right now. See how it plays out next year. And then we'll trade him again once they suck. There you go. There you go. All right. That wraps up our NBA segment. Braxton, what happened on this day? On this day, baby. I thought you'd never ask. 1929. Matt, can you guess this? This is baseball related. The great, the great Bambino. Ah, the GOAT. The GOAT. Babe Ruth is the first baseball player to do what? For his career, uh-huh. or a career, oh, uh, what, what like milestone he hit? Some with home runs, five hundred career home runs. Nice. First player to ever do that. Nice. And then nineteen ninety, Sue, the largest and most complete T Rex is found today in South Dakota. I've been, I've seen Sue in Chicago. Go to Chicago. I love Chicago. And then two thousand three. Let me see if I can say this name right. Yuri. Malinchenko. Malinchenko becomes the first person to marry in space. Wow. So, so, didn't botch that one at all. No, <laughs> I, that'd be interesting marriage. That would be. be but you're the much. first and probably the only person to do that. Maybe ever. Or until we start traveling to Mars. True. So you got any birthdays for us, Matt? Yeah, so Hulk Hogan, oh. Viola Davis, Chris Hemsworth, and Disney Channel star Allison Stoner. <laughs> Remember Allison Stoner from... Uh, I do. Oh, uh, I'm blanking on the name. The Wizards, right? No. No. No, she was on, uh, well, she did the voice of the sister on Phineas and, no, the the, the neighbor on Phineas and Ferb. Matt, where's your research? I know. Well, I completely blanked. I know the blanked. name. I know the name. Completely blanked what Allison shows. Allison Stone. But she was the voice of the of the friend on Phineas and Ferb that I can't think of the name either. But just blanked on that, I'm too. I'm her up. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was on, like, Camp Rock. Yeah. Um, Disney Channel. Cheer by the dozen. Yes. Step up. What Disney show was she on? Wasn't she the voice of? Was it just Camp Rock? How old is she now? Wow, she's born in 1993. I can't believe she's that old. I guess not old. No. 26. 27. 26. Oh, did I say 27? Oh no, no, she yeah, she's 27. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it does say Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. <laughs> Only five two. Wow. Okay. Short. So, those are the birthdays. <laughs> Hi, Braxton. In depth looking to Allison Stoner. All right. Let's uh, wrap this thing up with our favorite ending because we're both really hungry. So We are starving who, right now. Who are we going to share a burger and brought with? You go first. Where are we getting dinner, man? I don't know. We're, we got to talk about it. So, um, satellites reveal that there are 20% more emperor penguin colonies in the Antarctica than previously thought. Uh, they found 11 new uh, breeding col- colonies, which brings the census to 61 colonies with just over half a million penguins. Whoa. They just discovered, like, over half, or they've got over half a million penguins They just now. appeared. A, they just appeared, man. 20% wow. increase. It's insane, bro. That is. That's insane. I, I want a penguin. We should get a couple for the apartment. Should we? Yeah, we should. I want to go to Antarctica one day, well, so we can get them in. Well, there you go. Before all the ice melts, we'll go get some. Okay, bet. I, mine, at age 23, younger than I am, Braxton. Yeah, you're like 50, aren't you? I know. Closer to it, I guess. I want to share Burger and Brought with Colin Morikawa. He won his first major championship in golf this past weekend at age 23. He tied the lowest final round score shot by a PGA champion at 64. Wasn't that like a nine-way tie 
in the final day or something like that? I don't remember exactly, but he put on a storm in the in the in the last couple holes and uh, did well, and he won. Age 23. It's young. That is. Maybe. Burger and brat. Let's go. Burger and brat. Where are you buying us dinner with all that prize money you got? Ooh. Well, Matt, we're, we're finally back together in the studio. Fist bump. No handshaking. We don't want COVID. And so, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you, you are following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, Anchor, and just anywhere you get your podcasts. And stay up to date with the latest news 